0: just go to cars.com. It's magical. The DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. Hit that high note, but the rest of it was pretty good. Welcome into another edition of Manly by Nature here on the DBN network. Manly. Oh. I am Manly and Loving It, aka Whole Sway. Um, if you only have, I mean, it's pretty unlikely, but if you've only listened to this show, Manly by Nature, you know, you're not wrong. But we do have other shows. Do a little um, cross, uh, I was going to say cross-pollination, but I don't think that's right. Cross-promotion, or maybe it's just promotion, I don't know. For the other shows here, yeah, I've been listening to the other shows, checking them out, and I would recommend them to you. Good thing we have here at the DBN Network is we have shows of varied, varying lengths and approaches, um, if you like my show, which my show is, I try, I'm trying to keep it shorter. Like last year when I was doing the show, I was doing more like an hour to two hours. Now I'm trying to keep it more about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and my show, really, the approach is not an, uh super analytical, breaking down Brown's news and analysis. It's more of a Brown's fan talking about his experiences with the browns following the browns and and other life things that i feel like talking about in kind of a stream of consciousness kind of thing which could be tedious but luckily i have uh, amazing natural charisma so it works so we also have a shorter show like if you like that easily digestible short show format we have straight no chaser hosted by Thelonius seven i've recently listened to it and i am enjoying it. it it even kind of fits like it's a good it's a good one to pair up with manly by nature because you got straight no chaser manly by nature They kind of like rhyme ish right straight no chaser manly by nature uh it works it works well so if you know if you got to do some if you got yoga class to do and you need something to kill an hour there you go why listen to our two shows back to back if you like kind of the more traditional uh you know contrived one might say <laughs> I'm kidding show of you know two two hosts bouncing things off of each other and you know, butting heads on opinions we have a couple shows for you, absolute Browns featuring Darth Batman who dun. dun, dun who when I when I hear Darth Batman, I guess it's because it's rhymes with Garth, I don't know if. Darth, I don't know what you look like, buddy. I don't know if you look like a nerd. You're in the military, so that scores you some cool points, right? But when I I hear Darth Batman, in my head I picture Garth from Wayne's World wearing a Batman costume and a big Darth Vader helmet. That's just what pops in my head. And we also, on Absolute Browns, co-hosted by Big Town Brown, the number one Brian Hoyer fan on all the internet. At this point, probably the only Brian Hoyer fan on all of the internet. Let it go, buddy. Move on. If that show doesn't, you know if that doesn't satiate you, you need more co-hosted activities. We've got Browns, booze, and most notably BS hosted by, which I just found out, Dogs by Nature official rider Robo Dog. And the my favorite name to say, of the co-host Sky T, not Scotty, that's Star Trek, but Sky T, Scott T, Scott T. Got to get that pause right. So check those out if you want something a little longer. And then if you want something really long, like man, I've got to rake all the leaves in this giant field. I need to listen. I can just put on headphones, listen to this monotone voice, just blah 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 at me, and know that I, you know, I can just zone out. <laughs> You get, we got our man, the one and only Easy Weave, in his show, Easy Does It. Which I've listened to a couple times because I've been on it a couple times. Easy does a great job. Does anybody know where the he got that dumb name from, Easy Weave? It sounds like the name of a product from a late night infomercial on BET. Introducing, from the makers of the vacuum... Cleaner haircut thing that sucks hair up as it cuts. In- <laughs> introducing Easy Weave, the new weave installing and removing product from Mattel. I think they make toys, but tired of spending hours and hours sitting in chairs, spending hundreds of dollars having weaves put in and taken out. No mas with the Easy Weave insertion of weaves is it called weaving <laughs> weaving is a snap with our easy breezy sleazy weavy unweave system you can also remove your weave at home clean up is a breeze three easy payments of $29.95 may cause abdominal pain, bloating and anal leakage, not sure why because this is a weave product but we have to report these things so we've got those shows so check those out after you listen to mine all the way through of course in just a minute we're going to talk about we're not we're i'm going to talk about the state of the browns what i think about it and what you should think about it because i know better than you um if you have any questions for me i would appreciate it i would love to be able to do a little q a section on the show every week so if you have a question about browns about anything just go to the article of this show on dogsbynature.com leave a comment say I have a question for your Q&A and I will answer it I appreciate your support if uh, if you were listening the other week so I kind of had another aggression incident I don't know what's going on with me I I don't know if I'm I got a mineral deficiency I need some more vitamins I don't have enough B12 or vitamin C I don't know but I've been a little, a little angry lately. I feel feel like I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, but um, you know, as I talked about the other week with the airport incident, I got a citation and I kind of lost my shit with the uh, police officers there. Which, to be fair, you know, what really made me mad about it was that you know I said that it wasn't it wasn't ethical and it was chicken shit because he gave me the ticket without explaining what I was doing wrong. Let me clarify there. All right. If you run a red light and a cop pulls you over, he does not have to explain to you that running a red light is illegal, right? Because in order to get your driver's license, you have to pass a test and part of that is like understanding that you can't just drive through red lights. You know, or if 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 you're stabbing somebody, I don't need the police, you know, the police officer doesn't have to say, "Hey, stop stabbing that guy. Stabbing is illegal. It's illegal to stab. Stop." You know, just just shoot shoot me. Stab uh, kick me, tase me, whatever but when you're at an airport and you're in a normal passenger loading zone and there's no signs anywhere that says anybody there's no special parking zones and you're not part you know i wasn't parking in like a handicapped spot or one of those spots that's like official use only or anything like that it was just a normal it wasn't a parking spot it was just a loading passenger loading zone so all he had to say was sir you can't park here you got to move if you don't move i'll write you a ticket and i would have been okay didn't know that thanks and i would have moved. But he started writing the ticket before even saying a word to me. And that's what made me so mad because, I you know, and also is that he knew that I was just there doing my job. I'm just driving for Lyft. And, you know, he, he said something to my passenger, but he didn't say anything to me. And it's just a dick move, you know, to start writing somebody a ticket that's just doing their normal job. Like, just tell them, hey, you can't be here. But he had decided... Because, you know, he had that, like I said, he had that short man thing. He had that, like, look and walk about him and stature. Like, he wanted to be a Marine but didn't make it or something. And I think also, yeah, because I'm I'm a big guy. I'm 6'6", two, like, 285. I, got, I haven't weighed myself lately. But, you know, I'm, like, basically the size of Joe Thomas. And my passenger said that when I got out of the car, his eyes, the, the cop, his eyes got as big as saucers. And he took a step back. and He, he wasn't expecting this giant man to come barreling out of the car because i got out of the car briskly <laughs> i exited i exited with fervor i was angry and you know but at first i was just i mean i may have cussed right out of the bat i don't know but i mean i, I don't remember but you know i wasn't looking at it i was just like ah. i was just you know i was basically just saying what, what is going why are you writing me this ticket why ha- why have you not told me anything why aren't you speaking to me hey why the fuck aren't you speaking to me? And then, you know. So, and that's, I don't want to appreciate the whole thing where cops, some cops, I have a lot of respect for police officers, all right? I don't just go around cursing out police officers. That's the, like, I've only gotten one moving violation ticket in my entire life. I've had a driver's license 17 years now, all right? I'm 33. Good God! 17 years. I've gotten one speeding ticket and i got a parking ticket in college because i parked i was late for a final exam parked in a spot that i wasn't supposed to be in got a ticket for it i got a ticket in san francisco it was my birthday my 30th birthday i wanted to look spiffy for dinner had a haircut appointment i was off work and in san francisco they have signs on every street that's like No parking, Monday and Wednesdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then on the other side, literally on the other side of the street, same street. It'll be no parking, Wednesdays and Thursdays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then the next road over, it's no parking, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., et cetera, et cetera, because of the street sweeper things. You have to always be paying attention. And I was out, it was like 10.30 or something. I was out early, so I just, there were parking spots, and I, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, well, cool, it's early in the day still or whatever. People just aren't out, it's a weekday but I should have known word of the wise, if you're in San Francisco and you see actual parking spots be suspicious it's not easy to park in San Francisco so I got a ticket there and then this, this was this was, is my third parking ticket I'm my fourth ticket overall so that's, you know, part of it was that, like, you know <laughs> I'm a law abiding citizen god it <laughs> um, yeah and then like I said the, uh thing of just like, no matter what I was saying, like he, w- he didn't care about what the right thing to do in that situation was. He just cared. Like he decided to write the ticket and he was going to write it and well, I don't want to back down to this big guy. Ugh. So that's what pissed me off, but uh, you know, I guess I got my money's worth and his face when I reached the point where he wasn't going to listen to me, you know, and he just, he wanted to just write the ticket. He was just being an ass, wouldn't speak to me. And so I just paused for like two beats. I'm just like, man, f you. And then his face was, was hilarious. So, let's see. But yeah, what made me mad the other day was, um, or yesterday, last night, I guess. I was at, not proud to say it, people, I was at Walmart. It happens sometimes. I don't go to Walmart very often. In fact, I've gone years without stepping foot inside of a Walmart. I don't hate Walmart I just choose not I don't like going there you know and um I went there I needed to get some like shipping supplies it was the only thing open because it was like one o'clock know, it was was it's like 12 30 so a little after midnight and I get my stuff and I go to get the line and the line is ridiculously long excuse me ridiculously long because they only have one lane open for the entire Walmart and there's a lot of people in there, surprisingly. Because it was late. But, um, there's, like, at least 20 at least twenty people in line. Probably more than that. And I'm in the back of the line. And people are complaining and saying shit, you know. Like, I get annoyed because so many people... We feel, like, entitled to, like, not have to wait for anything. And it just, it bugs me. You know, people's, like, the way... The, how much people get angry about minor inconveniences that, like, they feel like they have to, like, create a little picket line and take up the mantle of social justice or whatever. It just irritates the shit out of me. So, um, I'm standing there in line, and people are grumbling. Oh, this, they said they are going to have somebody up here. And this lady, a couple people in front of me, steps out of the line, takes out her cell phone, and she turns on the Facebook Live feature, which you may have seen before. And she starts talking, like, really loudly, and, you know, she's like, I'm here at the Walmart! It's so annoying. I'm here at the Walmart on University and Atlantic Avenue. And as you can see, they only have one lane open for all these people. And it's unacceptable. And they only have lane 11 open. She literally said the number of the lane like that, man. We only have lane 11 open. And everybody here has had to wait. She's like circling around, like, like videotaping the line of people. And it just annoyed me. Because it's just like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it sucks. But you know, to speak, speak to a person. If, it's fine if if an employee walks by to say, "Hey, excuse me. Do you know if they're going to open another lane up or something?" But it's it, there's no reason to make such a huge deal. Like you know, like it needs to go viral on social media because you had to wait line for 20 minutes. So I just I just decided I wanted to to like she was annoying me and I was going to annoy her. Um, and so yeah, I guess I'm I'm getting testier. I do know this is my old age an old man what so when she pans around to me I go lady don't film me hey don't film me Red light camera ahead. I don't I don't know why that's what I, I just like because she was being like louder and aggressive but I knew I couldn't just you know I, I didn't want to just be like hey lady knock it off because then it's gonna be like you know some big huge deal but I was like all right you can you you can get away with being like my privacy you know and so I'm like lady don't film me and she like takes the phone down and then she she, she gets in back in line in, in a second she's like i mean i didn't film your face and it's like well yeah you did because you were you were spinning the camera around filming the whole line but and i don't even really care about being filmed lord knows i like attention but i just wanted to mess with her and the lady next to me in line tells her she goes like the lady's like you know the first lady says i, I mean i didn't film your face or anything the lady next to me says don't worry about it and uh, that irritated me, too, because, like, she's saying, don't worry about me. You better, you better recognize who you're talking to. You better worry about me. Heifer. So I was like, so, lady, don't speak for yourself. Don't speak for me. And so I pissed her off. So I'm just pissing everybody off in line. But I got her to stop videotaping. Um, I'm sure, like, most of the people in line were, were, were like, oh, this douchebag. Especially because, you know i don't care about these things i don't care about race i mean race matters because it, it matters because we have decided it matters but i mean it doesn't matter to me but i was the only white person in this store i realized like as i'm looking around like after i've said this you know uh, that i'm literally the only white guy like all the as far as the staff and employees uh staff and police staff and customers i'm like oh well i think that made it a little more awkward because it was like i became like the angry white man stereotype of like hey you're invading my privacy don't film me but i just wanted to, to with her so i don't know am i am i getting too grumpy am i getting too testy I just like to think that I like to speak my mind about things sometimes and I'm not afraid of uh, confrontation as much as I maybe was in the past. I tell you, man, one thing about when you do something like driving for Lyft, which I know it sounds like I spend my entire life driving for a Lyft, but I don't. It's just when I'm in the car, this is when my brain stop, starts thinking about stuff, you know, what I would want to say on a podcast or whatever. But you don't realize how many, how hard it is to find places to, to like go to the bathroom, man. I got to, you know, you got to pee so many places especially in south florida so many gas stations and stuff oh i don't we don't have that and you know they do any standalone building has to have a bathroom by by code at least that's what i've been told by people and especially you know if you're out late like i'm out it's 1205 in the morning right now and i am out um so, yeah, I just pulled into, the, like, the loading dock behind the... Whatever this is, a Publix or something. And just, like, took a piss in the <laughs> loading dock area. And it's hard in the middle of the night to find places to go to the bathroom, man. Oh, getting choked up. Not because of the bathroom, but I'm just thinking about my colleagues here at the DBN Network. And the hard work. <clears throat> the hard work they've put into this. My my brothers-in-arms. So, let's let's talk about... The Browns. <sighs> you know, I it's gonna be. Hopefully, this won't be too long of a spiel, fifteen minutes or so. I do worry about Hugh Jackson. The re what worries me is is more that I feel like, and I've said this since the RG three thing. I don't think he he. Uh, you know, people talk about him as being like a QB whisperer. I don't know that he is, and I don't think he has the best taste in quarterbacks. Um, and that that's worrisome to a degree. And the other thing that worries me, you know, I was talking with Easy Weave about Hugh and and Easy's not as worried about the game management stuff as some other things. What worries me about it were is not so much that like it's this thing that's killing us. <laughs> It's that it, it to me. It shows a larger issue of like panicking under pressure and like not like not thinking clearly. Because Hugh Jackson has been in football a long time. He knows how to manage a clock. Like he knows game situations. So it's not that he doesn't. He has no idea what he should be doing. It's that he's making the wrong calls. He's not executing properly. And whether you're talking about the quarterback or the head coach, that is that is worrisome to me. You know, part of being. A head coach is being a game manager in baseball. They call it a game. They call it a game manager, and because uh, they don't really—I mean, it's baseball. You don't really coach; you just kind of manage the game. And in football, there's a lot of game management, and a lot of coaches, I think, you know, f- screw it up a lot. And I think that just because I think they—I think there's the old, the old school. You would want to say, I guess you could say. I mean, the old school coach, football coach, who I think a lot of them aren't. It's gonna sound terrible, I think a lot of them aren't super bright like they have been coaching their whole lives because they love football and like they they understand the game of football better than I ever could, but like as far as just like you know it's like like mike McCarthy he I think he's not that bright like he's always like throwing these like terrible like challenge flags. I was watching a thing the other day. He threw a challenge flag at some point, and, like, Jordy Nelson, like, ran over and picked it up before the rest could see it like, hit it because he was like, mm, I didn't catch that or whatever it was. Like, guys that, like, panic and just, like, throw out challenge flag- flags. <laughs> what is a flag? Challenge flags, guys that, like, screw up, like, game clock management at the end of halves and the end of games. That shit worries me because I feel like with the old school guys, they are more focused on you know like the overall being the head coach of the team you know like like I think Hugh Jackson is like the pastor of the Browns does that make sense I feel like he's the guy that like he's he's over the he's over the things like like if the Browns are a church he's the pastor the players can come to him they feel comfortable with him they feel like they can talk to him that he understands them and you know he wants to do things a certain way he wants to implement Think, run his scheme, but I don't think, you know, I don't think he's like, I think like a younger guy who's was, who was a head coach who maybe didn't come up, who came up through like the college ranks or something, so he came up in a, in, a, in a more progressive, you know, open-minded, whatever, however you want to put it, system or coaching environment, I feel like they would, a lot of times I feel like they are be- they are better at mentally processing the game because they've approached it from more of, and this isn't to say like all coaches should be like analytics guys, but I'm just saying they approach it with more of a analytical, uh, uh, they approach it with more of an analytical approach. That's a bad sentence, but yeah, that's what I liked about Mike Pettin. I'm not saying we should have kept Mike Pettin. He was cool under pressure and I appreciated that about him, that he could keep calm. Anybody, that you know, all the people want to get rid of him. I mean, you know, are, are the same people now? Like, oh, are the people well, half the people that were so excited about getting Hugh Jackson, and were you know, like, well, it was worth getting rid of Patton to get Jackson, and wanted to fire Pat Now they just all half those same people all want to fire Jackson. And I am not saying at one in twenty-three in two years that Jackson should have you know complete job security, especially if he's been doing things to kind of undermine the front office which we don't know and you know, if he was really pushing about aj mccarran and the sashi or somebody or whoever had to kind of bungle it up to save us from the bungles fleecing us whoops that was my my lift app going off i had a passenger um yeah i mean i think The thing is, I think coaches, the old school coaches are looked at as being like these like stoic, you know, guys, because they're tough and old school. But I think really a lot of a lot of the old school guys, that's why they why they can they can make mistakes um, with, you know, being too much of an emotional response to situations and games. It's because they're used to coaching with a lot of emotion in this, you know, in the sense of being fiery at times to motivate the guys or you know to get this point across like they they coach even though you think of them as like stoic they actually are very I think a lot of them are very emotional and I think that clouds their judgment with a lot of these decisions whereas the more new school guys I think are like I said a little more analytical a little able to separate these things and I think I like I could you know I'll talk about Kaiser in a minute you know, I guarantee I, w- I would bet money that Sashi, 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 um, that he would be more I think he would be more patient with like a development with of a 21-year-old rookie than a tra- you know Hugh or or a traditional coach would be. Um And I, I think I think that hurts Hugh and some other coaches. Like I think <laughs> I think I'm as good. <laughs> I could be as good of a head coach of the Green Bay Packers as Mike McCarthy is. I swear to God. Now I'm not saying I could win Super Bowls. You know, I'm not saying I'm I'm as smart as Bill Belichick. I'm saying I know enough about football that like I could not f- it up and I could stay out of their way and let Aaron Rodgers do his thing and manage people. I'm not saying I'd be super successful, but I think I could be as successful as they've been over the last five years. They had one of the best quarterbacks that i've ever watched play and yet they make bad decisions year after year and they've needed to fire dom capers for so long and they just won't do it because that's like the old school i don't know i mean sometimes they will fire coordinators and stuff but (sighs) so that that concerns me about hugh is that i think he's a little too emotional in in his way and i think he makes bad decisions uh, under pressure sometimes which brings me to kaiser now i've not watched all of the games i've been watching them i've been watching the condensed version i have watched all of them except for the tennessee game and whatever game was right before that and i've wa- I've only watched parts of the vikings game i haven't watched the whole thing now people are talking about kaiser as if he looks dog shit, completely lost out there don't know what he's doing throwing the worst passes you've ever seen I don't know. Do you guys not remember what it was like watching Johnny Manziel? If you think Kaiser looks like just a, a complete train wreck that's unsalvageable, I, I'm i sick of Browns fans. All right, I'm about to give you another talking to. I'm sick of Browns fans acting like because the team has been bad for a long time, they have to see the, the, the turnaround results immediately or we have to move on. Kaiser is 21 years old. A little science lesson for you. At 21 years old, your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. It's not fully developed until 25 or thereabouts. Your prefrontal cortex, if you don't know, controls your rational thinking and decision making. Literally, Kaiser, he's making some bad decisions because literally his brain is not fully developed and I'm not saying that excuses bad football play. Don't come at me with that bullshit. Like, oh, so you're saying he can just suck and... but No. I'm saying the fact that the Browns have been bad for so long does not change how long it takes people to progress as players, as coaches, as front offices. If they bring in a whole new... They, last year they brought in a whole new front office... I mean, you could say Sashi's been here, but he hasn't been in that, but they brought in a whole new front office, a whole new approach, new head coach, all these things. And whether they're coaching and doing all that for the Browns, who've been bad for 15, 17 years, or they're doing it for – or excuse me, or they're coaching and running the Seahawks or the Patriots or whoever it is, the Texans, you know, somebody that's mediocre, whatever – it takes the same amount of time to correct a bad if a team becomes bad and they have a bad roster and they fire everybody and bring in new people it it doesn't matter if the team was good three years ago or good 20 years ago it takes the same amount of time and i feel like browns fans think a lot of browns fans think because they have quote been patient for years which i don't think you really have you been on dbn and looked at facebook Brands fans aren't patient <laughs> a few are for the most part you, you you say they you say the same shit every year about how we need to throw the guy in the fire find out if it's not him move on sign him, move on oh they 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 made one bad evaluation of a quarterback one bad evaluation of a player we got to get rid of him and bring somebody else in you're doing the exact same thing asking for the exact same thing that you're, you're killing jimmy haslam for and you don't see the hypocrisy in it and it's irritating and, and you're douchey a lot, a lot of those fans it's been so douchey lately with like oh so i can't wait to hear what the Hugh apologists have to say like being so passive aggressive and like dismissive like oh well if you if you have an opinion that differs than mine i can just lump you into this group of an apologist and then just discount your thing because I don't like having to think hard and considering other people's arguments. So, you know, there's been a lot of douchiness on both sides of these arguments and stop being douchey. If you can't stop being douchey, it means you're a fucking douche. So, Kaiser... He has not looked great, but he has not looked like somebody that can't develop into a quarterback. he He looks like somebody you cannot tell yet you cannot tell a twenty one year old rookie who's made some okay plays has made some bad decisions who's had some horrible wide receiver plays, some really bad drops he's thrown some bad interceptions that are on him he's you know he's done some all right things he's he's overthrown some throws, which I think young guys that come in the league and they have strong arms i think when they I think they overthrow people at first a little bit. It takes them a little while to adjust. You know, they, the windows are so small in the NFL, and they see an open player, and they think, "Shit, I gotta get it to him." And they have the arm strength to do it, and so and they're used to relying on that arm strength, and they overthrow it a little bit. And I think over time they will get better at that. I'm not saying Kaiser is, is should be. You know, we should just wait till he's 30 years old. Like we can't know for 10 years if he's going to be the guy. I'm saying. When you draft a guy and start playing him at 21 years old, the third youngest guy to start week one in NFL history, when you do that, you are accepting that it, that you can't write the guy off after eight games. If, if you don't do that, then you're a fucking idiot to start him and, and you know, and or draft him. I he didn't go in the first round for a reason. Kaiser wasn't a top of the draft pick. He has a lot of the tools that you look for. He's made some all right decisions with some throws and with, like, running the ball and getting down and not take hits. I mean, he's not RG3 getting just demolished on plays when he should, you know, be avoiding hits. I mean, sometimes he'll learn when he can when he can pick up a few extra yards and when he needs to get down. I mean, he's used his size to get into the end zone, um, you know, to pick up some first downs. He's also gone down so he doesn't take hits. He's thrown some good passes, um, he's, you know, he's he stares down the receivers a lot. I mean, he's had a few times where it's so bad that he stares down the receiver. But those are things that a 21-year-old rookie is going to to have to learn, and you can't expect them to have to show without a doubt this guy's our guy within eight games, or we gotta fire everybody for picking this guy. Oh my God, and move on. You're a baby if you think that i'm not saying you're a baby if you don't like hugh jackson or you don't like kaiser or you don't like sashy i'm not saying that i'm saying if you have this mentality of every time a guy makes one mistake or has a two bad games in a row as a rookie like oh well he's obviously not the guy we got to fire the coach that, that coached him in the gm that picked him look bill belichick misses on players ted thompson misses on players uh the gm for whoever i don't know their names gm for the seahawks whatever they miss on players you just don't know about it or you don't think about it as much because they have their quarterback and they've missed on quarterbacks too they've missed on guys that they've picked to be like you know the next whatever but when you have a franchise guy that gives you 10 years of not having to hit on that most important position but they have had misses and if you want to fire a coach or a GM because they miss on one evaluation, you're a f-ing idiot. I I will not step back from that statement. You and I know some people think this like, oh, they miss on the quarterbacks, the most important thing. Get rid of them. You're a f-ing idiot if you think that. You have no idea how the f-ing world works. <laughs> All right, your so head is so far up your ass. We will never have sustained success if we fire people for making one big mistake or one bad evaluation on a critical thing. That's part of, just as Kaiser has to learn, if somebody's a brand new GM or brand new VP of football, whatever the f*** his title is, when when you're the new guy picking, picking players, making mistakes is part of learning to do better next time. When you're the coach, making a bad game plan or whatever is part of getting better for next time you you can't expect everything because we've been bad you don't the browns don't deserve a winner because we've been bad for so long they don't they don't deserve a winner the patriots don't deserve a winner because they've been good for so long the only time you deserve to win is when you play better than the other team and you coach better than the other team and you see that goes back too to like the what's talking about you know things that worry me with coaches like panicking. I think a lot of the old school coaches are wrapped up in this idea that you know of the old way quote old way of doing it is you spend you know your entire like they just you just get into it's just habits doing what you think you're supposed to do, spending you know ninety hours a hundred hours in the week in the office watching film going up game plans blah blah, blah. And it's everybody else is doing the same thing and I'm not saying you don't you shouldn't put in lots of work, but there are better ways to do things in some cases in certain with certain aspects of coaching and just like there's better ways to do things with certain aspects of, of your job i mean think about if you put yourself people can't they people don't want to admit that football players and these coaches that they deserve the time to implement things based on what they tell us all right Haslem haslam and D and Hugh Jackson whoever when they were all when Haslam brought them in they said this is not going to be something we fixed in two seasons. D Podesta, De Podde, I don't know how you say his name. When he had like a press conference they asked him something about what you know he had asked Haslam for or what he had told Haslam and he said he wanted to know from Haslam are you going to be able to go on the roller coaster with me if, if there's going to be ups and downs if if we're not where we want to be in a year, are you going to, you know, freak out and fire me? Like, basically, do you, are you going to give me the time that I... And that is perfectly fair. I think it is fair t- if you say this is going to take three years. Then you don't freak out in year one when they, when they fuck something up. Because they've made it clear that it's going to take three years. You hold people accountable for what they say they're going to do. And just because you've been waiting for so long for something doesn't change... That trajectory, or that you know, that time frame, it just doesn't. It doesn't work like that. And to try to force it is how you end up staying sucky. Do you not understand that? Trying to force, oh well, he, if he's not the answer, we got to move on now because we've been bad. We got to move on. That's how you stay sucky. And that's why we stayed. That's be part of why we stayed sucky. Stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, give. I'm not saying kaiser's the guy i'm saying give his brain a chance to fully <laughs> develop people his brain don't work too good no but i mean he's he's done some good things some bad things more bad than good probably but he's where you would expect a 21 year old rookie to be and if if you don't see that then then you are your expectations are outside of reality now jimmy garoppolo let's talk about that real quick a lot of people are freaking out about that, or are pissed. I guess it kind of changed a little bit because then there was the AJ McCarron thing. So that kind of that kind of uh, overtook the the Garoppolo news, and then now uh, there was the Josh Gordon news, which I refuse to be excited about. Josh Gordon. All right, I'm not doing that to myself. I don't know why you people, you people. I don't know why you people are, are just acting like elated now. That, oh, this makes the whole thing better with everything else. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And Josh Gordon does not exist to me until he is there for longer than half a season or a season. Like he doesn't. I don't care about Josh Gordon. I don't hate the guy. It doesn't matter to me if he smokes weed or not or whatever. Or gets. I mean, it doesn't matter if he gets DUIs. That's stupid. But you know, I, I don't have anything against the guy. But I'm not gonna care about his status right now. Um, so Garoppolo you know we're all we're so mad that you know we didn't get him and that you know he's so much better than anything we have and i liked garoppolo coming out i did i, I, I the let the record show go go back and research that crap somehow i liked garoppolo that year uh he wasn't my number one guy my number one guy was Derek carr and then i liked i liked Derek carr teddy bridgewater garoppolo bortles and then whoever else was in the draft all those people and then johnny manzo last um, but the thing people seem to be ignoring in this is, you know, a lot of times Garoppolo may be great. He may be a hall of fame quarterback, who knows? But a lot of the times when you see guys that, that were backups on good teams and they, they come and a lot of times those guys end up sucking, you know, they have been put in a position to succeed as a backup. They've been playing for a good team, you know. If you're Garoppolo or you're uh, Matt Castle or um, what was it like Matt Schaub when he was in uh, Atlanta? You know, guys that have been the backup. They've been a backup for three years. You know, Aaron Rodgers three years, four years, five. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just he's Aaron Rodgers, but you know what I'm saying. They've been a backup for two years, three years, four years. They don't have to play that much. They, I mean, Garoppolo has barely played. Um. And he's looked good, but he's been in the same offensive system for those two years, three years, whatever it is, three years, I guess. He, so even if you're the backup and you're not taking reps with the first team, if you've been in the same system for several years, like you know the system, you know the offense, when he does go into the game and he's not really being relied on to carry the team to victory, like Kaiser is playing for a bad team, so his mistakes are magnified because we can't overcome them. For the most part, with the rest of our team, we have some players that are making some plays. We've we've had some good offensive line play. We've had some good defensive line play. We've had some decent play in the secondary. I mean, not really not from peppers, but from you know the corners. And and we've had some some decent uh, some decent contributions from guys in, in in Joku. How do you say his name? And some other people. DeVal. We've had some guys that look like they can contribute, but we haven't had anybody that's that you think you know. Can we don't have a roster that we can overcome a quarterback being bad, but that doesn't mean we have to get rid of a quarterback if he's bad right away. All right, let me backtrack on that. Not backtrack, but let me reemphasize that. But when Garoppolo comes into play, he's coming into play for a Super Bowl caliber football team in limited action, with a with an offense that he's been working in for a year and a half or two and a half years, whatever it is. You know, when when he has to get in. Like I said, if you're coming in for Tom Brady, you're not expected to be Tom Brady. You're expected, if you're playing for the Patriots when they're really good, you're just expected to hold down the fort and run an offense that you've been working on for two years. And the coach knows your strengths and weaknesses because he's been you know, coaching you for two years with the second team, three years, whatever it is. You're put in a pretty good position to succeed. If you're a rookie and you're starting right away, you're not put in a very good position to succeed. If you're picked for a bad team, and you have to start right away, and you're young, so young guys are going to make mistakes. They have to learn through trial and error about when, you know how the, the internal... I mean, some guys come in with a better internal clock in their head and a better feel for things, but for the most part, pretty much every quarterback, when they come in, has to learn how to fit balls into windows how how quickly they have to get rid of the ball when they got to get down so they don't take a huge hit because guys are faster etc all these things they have to learn through trial and error and young guys make more mistakes because they don't have the experience and because they're young like i said the man's brain ain't developed so when you look at someone like kaiser and put your you know take your head out of your ass and put yourself in his shoes even in, in your job, I mean, say you enter enter. Say you're an uh, office manager at Inc. Incorporated. Get it? Because it's like Inc. Inc. You're an office manager at Inc. Incorporated, and you enter into the ink Inc. Draft, and you're 21 years old, and you don't know which city you're going to. You get picked. Oh, I got picked by Seattle. I'm going to Seattle. You go there. You're, you're meeting all these new people. You're being you're you're trying to learn this new offense. You haven't been, you know, doing your job for that long. You're a young guy. You have, you know. Hopefully, guys don't pay that much attention to what people are saying, but it's 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 impossible for them to not see what's being said about them to some extent. They're getting trashed a lot, you know, because they're playing on a bad team and they're making mistakes and they're they're losing games and you know, and you're say you're you're expected to be one of the 32 best ink incorporated office managers in the world within five months of you starting or three months i mean if you can the actual like season like two months of the actual football season but you know we're say we're counting the off season five months of you taking over the job or people are like let's get rid of his ass because he's obviously not the guy you're gonna say, "Look, I'm 21 years old. I'm just starting. To, I've only been doing this for a few years. Like, I've got a lot of growing to do. I feel like I can do the job, but I'm gonna to have to learn some things." So, if you don't understand that, I think you're un—you're unreasonable because you feel like you're—you've been this diehard fan that is stuck with the team. You deserve success because I've been patient. I've waited all these years, and I don't got time to wait around for freaking kaiser how do you say it? is it deshawn Deshaun? i don't even know how to say his first name i don't have time waiting for kaiser or cody kessler or hugh jackson or sashi to figure it out they missed on a quarterback or they missed on this they screwed up that get rid of them bring the next guys in and then you're going to be saying the same shit when they make one mistake because everybody makes mistakes bill belichick makes mistakes aaron Rodgers makes mistakes tj watt makes mistakes you know, Jesus. So to recap what we've talked about today, let's summarize. Be respectful to police, be respectful to everybody, but demand respect in return. I think that is how we should operate. I don't let people treat me like shit. I will say something. I will say, you're not going to treat me like that. Police officers d- deserve our cooperation we should work with them we should understand that they have a difficult job they have a lot of stress on them but we don't live in a police state they are not in a military occupying force they are our police their job is to enforce laws and protect the public and serve for the common good blah 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 protect and serve so when whenever when uh, When someone says, if you just do what the police tell you, you're not going to have a problem. That is not a healthy mentality for a free country, a free society. Oh, just do what people tell you without needing to know what is going on. That is a slippery slope, people. The police, they need to say, if there's an issue, here's the issue. Okay. And then go from there. Not just i'm gonna to refuse to speak like i'm a i'm the cop here i'm the i'm the adult here you, you know it's that same it's going back to that of like when your parents or somebody else or your coach or someone would just be like why why do you need it because i said so because i'm in charge of you well the police aren't in charge of us we don't work for them they work for us right the government works for the people supposedly <laughs> so be demand you know demand to be treated with respect I mean, I can tell you right now, I'm not saying this like I'm some kind of badass. I mean, I'm just saying it because I know myself and I've seen the way I've responded to these things lately. I've been angry that, you know, if a police officer is telling me to, you know, do something without me understanding why he's telling me to do it and what's going on. He wants to like, I'm going to be pissed and I'm probably going to end up getting arrested, getting the beat out of me because i can tell you right now the way i've been reacting lately to to confrontation i'm gonna escalate this (laughs) so and quit being whiny about minor inconveniences in your life if 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 you're in line and there's something going on you don't need to turn it into a social protest that needs to be you know trending on twitter or some something stupid just grow up. Put on your big boy pants and be like, you know, when when a employee walks by, if you want to say something, and don't be shitty to them. Alright? I've worked in customer service. Lots of jobs in customer service. It sucks. And a lot of times, they they not understand the problem and they've already said to the manager, we need somebody out here or we don't have enough people to take care of this, whatever. So a lot of the times, they understand the issue. It's fine to say, hey, um, there's a lot of people in this line. Are they going to open up another register? Do you know? That's fine. But to just be smarmy or shit to them. No! And just all things, and all things, stop being, du- don't be douchey. Don't be douchey. Be respectful, be kind. And yeah, I kind of shit on people and stuff, but it comes from a place of love. And with the Browns, it'd be great if things would turn around tomorrow, but you know what? We're not going to be good tomorrow. And firing Hugh, or firing... Uh, sashi or or dem, dem, demoting duh, 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 demoting kaiser or whatever is not going to make us better tomorrow in fact it's just going to prolong the process to getting back to this point where they somebody makes a mistake again and then we say let's get rid of them bring the next person see how long it takes them to make a mistake and then we flip out and try to fire them that doesn't mean you just sit and wait and say it doesn't matter how many mistakes people make hugh jackson has is, is done a bad job you can't say he's done a great job. There's no way there's no argument that you can make to really support that. He may have be been doing some things right. He may be doing some things good that we don't, you know, don't see the results of. He may be doing an okay job, but you can't say he's been doing a really good job, or we won't be one in twenty-three under his leadership. Regardless of of um the way he feels about quarterbacks that we have or that we he didn't get to have. I mean he got to have RG three. That didn't work out. So and with the team in general, just understand that you don't deserve to have a winner because we've been bad for ten years in the sense of like well we've been bad, I've waited all this time so we deserve this and I'm not gonna give these people the same amount of time as they would get in any other situation in the same within the same um in the same situation you know? if they say it's gonna take this long for them to implement what they hope to accomplish, then that's what we judge them on, not on our own arbitrary emotional responses to things. That said, we do have the right to voice our opinion, and we can say this is and we want to hold you accountable to what you've said, and that's fine, but not to just feel like, you know, we have to know like immediately within eight games of a rookie year if a guy is is the answer or not or then we're wasting our time oh god and i don't i mean kaiser may develop into something and i don't if we draft another cube if we draft lamar jackson or whoever great if we don't like depending on yeah depending on how the year ends then uh, that that can change because there's always new data coming in you have to make decisions based on the current situation not on what you are you know what you're reacting to based on what you think should have should have happened or because you don't know the whole story you're never gonna know the whole story behind these things I mean the AJ McCarron thing Jesus but we don't know the whole story and yeah I, I don't I understand being pissed off if like we could have gotten Garoppolo and we didn't and then we tried to get A.J. McCarron for the same compensation or, or even more compensation, whatever it is. I understand being pissed about that because i that f-ing pisses me off. But we don't know that we could have gotten Garoppolo. He could have easily said, I'm not going to Cleveland. We don't know. We're never going to know the full story of things. So jumping to conclusions doesn't do anybody any good. Anyway, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I really appre- I do appreciate you listening. This has been Manly by Nature here on the DBN Network. I hope that you will leave me uh, some uh, feedback on the article on Dogs by Nature. You can leave me some questions that you want to answer so I can uh, do that. I, I love doing like, Q&A type stuff. I always find that fun. If you want to follow me on social media, it's at Josue Artwork on Instagram and Twitter. That's J-O-S-U-E Artwork. And... Thank you for listening to the DBN Network. Check out the other shows and listen to my show when I put more out. All right. Have a good one. Now you're a male. A oh, male, male, male. Now you're a male, 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 male. Now you're a male. M-A-N, male, 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 male. Now you're a male. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person.